You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. In this week's episode, Brittany gets toxic on audio. It's all in the detail on TikTok, the wonderful wondery. Can you have too many ads? And BTP's podcast blacklist. All right, g'day, Stocks, and welcome back to another week of Behind the Podcast. How are you doing, my friend? I'm great. I uh, It's early in the morning in Sydney, and I'm about to mainline this long black. Let's go. Well, it is uh, coming up to 9.30 in the evening in sunny Scotland. I've got myself a little glass of red wine to celebrate the end of a, a long day of... Uh, we actually had a great day. It was sunshine, so... I've been running around with the daughter all day. Fabulous. Daddington. So it did afford me a bit of time to sit there and wait for um, new podcasts to come out and talk about my beloved Sixers. But unfortunately, I'm in that sort of weird time zone where the NBA is kind of just lives out in the ether somewhere. Good news for your Sixers this week, though. Maybe, um, what do you say, cut out a tumor. That's right. Metaphorically. Overall, it's a it's a happy day. We've we've lost a, a star player, but the team is probably going to be the better for it. So... I know this isn't necessarily a podcast about the Sixers as much as I would like it to be. So why don't we just go into some real sort of podcast or audio related news? I think it's worth just touching on though where you're sitting in terms of your time zone now. Your time zone, there's, so just to give you the listener some context, um, NBA news tends to break in the US probably afternoon and the games are all in the evening. And then so after the games, there might be some narrative set, say 11 o'clock yep. at night US time. And yeah. that in Australia is perfect because this is sort of, we're talking midday to five in the afternoon or well, maybe 10 o'clock in the morning to about five in the afternoon is when everything happens in the NBA. So we're very spoiled Absolutely. in Australia. America and Australia are the best places to be an NBA fan. But where you're sitting now, you basically have woken up this morning to news of a massive trade which broke really late, probably 1 a.m. US two, time. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Yeah. US time. And then you've been sitting there all day going, I need, <laughs> I need content. I need someone to break this down for me. But all we've had is a story break and then everyone's gone, fuck, and then gone to bed. And so, yeah. and now you're about to go to bed and there's still, and the content machines are just warming up in the US now. It's quite an interesting situation. Look, Stocks, I think I'm going to probably have to pull an all-nighter for this one. There's going to be a lot of analysis that I want to get across. I, I don't sleep. Content doesn't sleep. Yeah, this is the way we work in this modern age. Love it, but it, it's it's really interesting that we are living this sort of immediate news culture, and we are also living in an on-demand culture. And you're kind of sort of in this nowhere land for this sport. The opposite for something like football. Well, I've got to pick a football team then. Um, so, any suggestions? Send them my way. Let's jump into podcasting before everyone tunes out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've I've been drilling into the audiobook functionality on Spotify. I'm a big Audible person. I've probably got about 300 titles on my Audible library. Whatever that is, go month to month for however many years that is. Yeah. But what I've used this sort of 15 hours that you get a month on Spotify Premium for on audiobooks is just to jump into books. So something like Atomic Habits got thrown to me. I thought, oh, I'll listen to a couple chapters of that. Okay, got the gist of that. 
all right, that's what I need. Jump into something else. Jump around, jump around. And that's been really cool. That's kind of changed the way I listen to an audiobook because I'm usually quite careful about purchasing a book when you only get one a month and yeah. read a lot of reviews really read reviews about the performance as well not just the quality of the book and really mm-hmm. it's it's quite a careful purchase and i get it wrong i'd say one in two times i get a book that i listen to maybe 20 minutes of and that's it yeah because i mean it's worth saying as well like you know books being recorded and, and audiobooks have been around for you know eons right but they only recently seem to have really started to embrace the actual performance performative aspect of it all and you know the uh, utilizing the medium itself to really create something interesting and, and you know we've, I think we've probably talked about Gladwell before and the Beastie Boys book a couple of really good examples of how to how to push the medium yes so it's interesting seeing that it's becoming a bit more front of mind nowadays it, it's interesting that it's snackable I mean there was one I went back to over last summer which my dad had listened to when I was growing up it was a David Niven book The Moon's a Balloon and he had it on cassette to give you some mm. context to how long ago it was. And it was read by David Niven. So I went back and listened to that, and it's brilliant. And you think, how did this not take off? Digital distribution didn't exist. There's probably also a snobbery about books as well. Yeah. Anyway, I've been jumping around on different things, but where I've landed this, this past week is the Britney Spears biography. It is sensational. I've always loved Britney. Uh, you know I'm a massive stand for big pop culture moments. I love getting around yeah. whatever's going big. I love... But the dreams of holding on to the last dregs of the monoculture. So <laughs> something like the Beckham documentary breaks and it's got, I've got to watch it. started seeing memes last week about the Britney book and just went, okay, I've got to get around this. It's incredibly snackable. It's 50-odd chapters that range from 4 to 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly easy to just plow through. It's read by Michelle Williams, the actress of Dawson's Creek fame and many, yeah. many other things. And, uh, and ma- many other higher accolades. Yes. <laughs> uh, and she is phenomenal. I was chatting to um, Miss Double Bay works out of our office and I was having a chat to her about it yesterday. We we're talking about Michelle Williams' performance and after a while you forget it's not Britney Spears. And she actually right. changes her performance when she's talking about Britney's younger years. She is very much a teenage girl in her voice and her performance. And then as we go through to mid-30s, the performance changes. In that way, there's nothing special about the format or what they've done. Mm. They've just made it snackable, digestible, short chapters. And there's just an incredible performance by a phenomenal actor. This is such a coup for Spotify, I think. Like, you know, they've only just released this new feature, this uh, free access that you have and and the 15 hours, you know, roughly per month. And having a book like this come along, as you said, like it is a kind of monoculture moment. Everyone seems to be talking about this. I've had this book be recommended to me by other people as well and and people saying, you know, why don't you utilize the the Spotify um, free audio feature? So I think, it's just you know, they, they could have launched this and there wasn't any big kind of book at that time and it might have you know got a bit of traction or it might not have but i think this has probably really helped people get on board with with spotify's audio agree agree it's it's a real manner from heaven um it is apparently the highest selling celebrity memoir in history so i recommend get, getting around it and um in fantastic news it knocked off uh harry prince harry's spare and smashed all of its records, so see you later, Harry. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. It's also maybe had the first audiobook viral moment. Mm-hmm. There's Michelle Williams who's narrating a book. She does an impersonation of Justin Timberlake meeting Genuine, and it's gone viral. So we'll put a, <laughs> we'll put a link to it in the show notes. So, I mean, this is something 
that's really happening right now. I highly recommend getting around it. Look, I'm, I'm keen to actually give this a crack because I really want to hear this. And also just the fact that we're going to have audiobook viral moments now, I think is just something you wouldn't have thought about before where someone can actually just clip something and that can really take off and, and spread around. Yeah, audiobook aggregation. All right. Now, podcast creation app Detail has introduced a new multicam feature that optimizes video podcasts for social sharing. This app is making podcasts more TikTokable. How can they become more TikTokable? <laughs> I mean, it's all about format, really, and, and the way that it's displayed. You know, TikTok is is audio as well as visual. So it's very important to kind of have something that's optimized for that particular unit. And, and obviously, it's a mobile app. That's where everyone consumes it. The way that they consume it is very unique. And also the display, the UI that's within the app itself. You, you're not left with a whole bunch of space for you know your visuals. It's actually quite a small amount of space that you've got to work with. So it's not like, you know, sometimes you can have some video that's going to work across Facebook, it's going to work across Insta, it's going to work across uh, Twitter. This, you really need to kind of be quite purposeful in the way that it's composed. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the rise in podcasts recently, look at someone like a Luke and Sassy, all these other people who are coming through, they've got big TikTok audiences, they get picked up by big big brands like Listener, SCA, iHeart, etc. And they're trying to tap into these TikTok audiences and go, great, you've got... 8 million people on TikTok, how the hell do we get that across to a podcast? So, And everyone who's got a podcast wants clips to share on socials and give me the best clips you can. Basically, this will allow you, a podcaster, to create and share short-form videos with audio from their podcast. Great. Okay. Well, there's a lot of apps out there doing it now. So if you put the link to your video or even a YouTube link into some of these apps, the AI will spit out, say, seven or eight different clips that it thinks will work and it gives you a virality score and it also gives you a transcript so you can go ah you kind of got that wrong maybe start here at this word and end at this word so they're quite easy to use what's interesting about this one is users can record simultaneously from two iphones it says iphones so i'm assuming that you're starting with the platform that's more solid than having all the different Android. Yeah, sorry, Android. So sorry, Android. To produce vertical video of two shots stacked on top of each other. So we've been doing this in studio, but you're doing this with cameras and you've got to set up something in Premiere Pro and etc. It's not something that I personally can do. It's a format that's optimized for TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts. Um, so that that's what it's doing. It's a two phones is kind of the key here. You can have your phone, I can have my phone while we're recording this podcast and it'll sync it all together and spit out the video. Now, something like Riverside, which we're recording on now, does do this as well. So we could, in theory, do it, although I can't even see your face right now because you're in Scotland and it's so dark. (laughs) Maybe that's what the people want. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so it basically allows you to sync your phones, create a shot that's much cleaner than your average Zoom because it's recording locally at each end. There are some limitations to it. It only works if we're nearby, so it's not going to work for us right now. And it can't be used to actually record the podcast remotely. So this is on top of you and me recording the podcast. It's also not out yet. And look, Spotify, YouTube, Riverside, who we're using now, and Instagram already have similar features on their platforms. Uh, but the multicam setup is, just to be clear, the key here, the point of difference. Yeah. It, it's very interesting. I sent this round to our team and um, my business partner, Zan, and head of production went, oh, this will work. We've got some TikTok guys we're working with right now. He goes, this will work for them because they're recording. They've got a great setup. This 
could be really cool. So look, we'll keep mm. you posted on how that goes. The the kind of big call out that you've noted here as well is from TikTok, TikTok spokesperson who said, TikTok has always been about discovering new things and we think this feature will help people discover podcasts they might not have otherwise found. So look, this is the, the big uh, feature with TikTok in general. It's just the way that it's able to serve up stuff in your interest area. Now, if it's going to be from you know recipes to financial uh, advice to whatever it is, new podcast recommendations that you might not have thought of, that's something something that's still lacking a little bit within Spotify and Apple. So really, I mean, from a discovery point of view, TikTok is probably where you want to go if you want to find something new. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to break an NDA here. So we're working with TikTok to do lives and we're going to do one. We already did a couple really quietly a couple of weeks ago, Um, but we're going to do a big TikTok live. So they're really pushing into this live space. So when you go live on TikTok... Yeah, you basically on your phone, hit live and just start broadcasting to the world. But you can collaborate and call people in and do battles and everything like that. They really want to push into this space of getting people not looking at 45 seconds worth of content, but looking at an hour plus. So Mm -hmm. we're doing for the UFC's got this card in Madison Square Garden on the 12th of November. And what there is similar to the time zones we're talking about before, that finishes at, say, 12.31 a.m. in the U.S. So everyone logs their reports, does the press conferences, logs the reports and goes to bed. Next day, all the analysis and reaction happens. Australia, again, great time zone. That's four in the afternoon for us. So we're going to put on a live show, basically go through TikTok Live, run it out of our studio. Um, We're going to do it with a half-cast podcast. We're basically going to have UFC or combat sports royalty in Australia. We're going to have George Kambosos. We're going to have Tyson Pedro, Tai Tuivasa, Alex Volkanovsky, sort of top two, three fighters in the world. Uh, Ned Brockman's going to come in as well and Andrew yeah. Fafita. And we're all going to go live post post the end of the pay-per-view because everyone's at fever pitch. It all crescends yeah. with the sort of top fight. So, And then you've got nothing to do. You're sitting there going, well, what do I do now? Yeah. So we're going to try that. But then also we're going to dial in like Israel Adesanya, the Stylebender, because it's TikTok live. We can just get him to just bring his audience in and go live. Mm. And then we've mm. got Nathan Cleary who's over in um, – New York watching a fight, he'll jump on afterwards and say, oh, it was incredible, the atmosphere, this, 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 this is what, oh, what you might not have seen is this, this, and this. Uh, we've yeah. got this uh, really famous UFC TikToker. She's going to come on as well. We're just going to be able to patch in all these people. We're just going to see what happens there. But the aim of what TikTok wants is to be going over an hour with their content and keep you on yeah. there. And they come to us to trial out different formats for the next three to six months before they work out what their strategy is because we've got all the formats and the talent as a podcast company. Yeah. So it's really yeah. interesting. I've just broken NDA, but you know who cares? Um, I think this is really <laughs> interesting. What's happening in the space with TikTok? We thought at the start of the year TikTok was going to be our biggest strategic partner, but that was on podcasting, yeah. and that was with them serving podcasts through their algorithm and using the videos as virality and as you said, the search engine. It's turned out they're really sort of going for YouTube, and they're kind mm. of going for the streamers as well, and they want it to be low-fi. They don't want mm. it to be really cool because they tried a couple in the US which had drones and stuff like this and 30 people tuned in. Yeah, so Twitch and, and YouTube. Yeah, so Sunday the 12th, about 4 p.m., check it out. I mean, if you're, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Hopefully, it's going to go really well. Um, the response from everyone who we've got to get involved is incredible and TikTok's been incredible to work with as well. How good, exciting. Okay, so we've got a little bit of a deep dive here about how Wondery brought studio-style scale to podcasting highlights. So, Stocks, tell me about a bit about this. Founded in 2016? Yep. 
Wondery's been in the news a bit lately, particularly on this podcast, uh, with their foray into sports and also just mm-hmm. their high-quality production. You probably know Wondery for things, popular podcasts like Dirty John, Dr. Death, Business Wars, and now with things like we're talking about, which is Owned, which is the Rex Chapman series. Anyway, in 2021, Wondery was acquired by Amazon. The acquisition was part of Amazon expanding its podcast offering and help it compete with people like Spotify and Apple, uh, just known for really high-quality stuff. How did they become successful? Their emphasis has been on producing recurring non-fiction series in large volume every year. It's not fiction, so it's not fully scripted. It is recurring. And I mean, that's we've talked about it a lot, but that is one of the keys to podcasting. It has to be recurring, recurring, recurring. And then they build up these feeds and then they launch, they basically build IP things like Business Wars has gone season to season to season and can pivot to things like Coke versus Pepsi. Yeah, I think that I think that feed thing is so important there. I mean, you do see, like I uh, got into Wondering first, I think to listen to Dirty John it was. And then soon after that was finished and that was wrapped, I had the next thing coming up in the feed and it was always highly salacious stories, really pulpy kind of, you know, true crimey type things, but done in that way that they do where there's plenty of production value, there's a good soundscape that accompanies the show. They really kind of keep you on the hook throughout. Yeah, if you just scroll through the Business Wars feed, for example, you go, okay, Target versus Walmart, Crypto Wars, Tesla versus Detroit. But if you look through the feed, they just keep launching other things through it. Encore, Diet Wars. So they're putting... Diet Wars in their four episodes into it to move it across, you know, to basically try and get you. Then it goes, oh, it's Disney, Pixar versus DreamWorks. So they're constantly using their feeds as a way to launch other shows, but they're going to very big topics that they can go four or five episodes deep on. And it's addictive and it's binge-worthy and it's a pleasure for listeners. But for me, the style and delivery is a bit very American, very hokey, very almost American radio style. So I personally find, I find the content great, but I don't find the style or delivery. The delivery. Of it. Yeah, I find it a bit old old school, but it works because I think a lot of people are coming. Well, it's going mass, a, yeah. Yeah, and it's coming from a radio point of view, which is a real gateway for a lot of people. Wondery's creative team considered pretty much everything about how to harness what's unique about audio storytelling. Except for good quality. No, just kidding. Sorry. No, uh, <laughs> they set out to do Hollywood-style storytelling. And this is really what they're doing. These are audio documentaries. If you look at something yep. like the Walmart versus Target thing, it's so similar to what you're seeing now on Netflix with those three, four-part uh, docuseries that they run. It's, it's the same blueprint. So they basically have gone down that way. They use really good sound design techniques as well. So they basically brought that TV experience to podcasting without losing what's unique about audio. And that's sort of been the key for them. This article says they've been lucky. I kind of disagree that they've been lucky in the way that a lot of their shows have been adapted to TV series. I think, A, that's one of the reasons that Amazon's gone for them. But B, I think they've just created content that, as we've just discussed, is basically ready. You can see the TV show as you're listening yeah, to it. Totally, yeah. You start casting in your head. That's it. I want Eric Banner playing this part. I mean, so these things all have gone to true crime tales and where the money is when you do the dramatized version. So your Dirty Johns with Mm -hmm. Eric Banner. That's actually where the money's at with this IP. Not in doing the TV documentary version. That's almost a pain in the ass, but it's a necessary thing you often have to do. It's actually the scripted version where you actually cash in and make the money. Yeah, and I mean, you're not really sort of paying for any kind of big IP properties or anything like that. It is 
like it's literally like true life stories there's a lot more that you can do with those without having to kind of pay any like disney's or any character rights or anything like that so it's it's quite astute in that way. Yeah, and you're just grabbing, like, they grabbed the LA Times. They got a lot of stuff out of there using LA Times journalists or stories that have broken big on the LA Times and said, we're going to move it. We're going to take it yeah. over. We looked at doing Inside the Tribe a podcast we did a, um, last mm-hmm. year, which is up for some awards this year, uh, which, yeah, it came out of the summer. And we looked at doing that with Wondery, but they have a model that works in terms of they just take the whole thing. They go, great fantastic story we see where it's going we're going to produce the whole thing we're going to do it our way you've got no creative say there's an appeal to that but we wanted to do a true crime series ourselves so we just wanted to learn how to do that so maybe something we had another idea we might just feed it into that machine and let it go as long as we get trail rights to it becoming an Amazon series for example but it was very interesting talking to them how they work and there was no middle ground it's like no you you guys go make it yourself or we do it our way Um, so they're very confident in what they do and how they do it Um, Hernan Lopez who's the founder of Wandry said that what they look for is a go-getter attitude in every executive he hires he knows the importance of passion and persistence in launching a new venture and nurturing along difficult paths to success. So it's interesting that he really wants that sort of outside the box and very proactive people is, is what he goes for because not everyone goes for that. They're looking for, mm. for more crafting people or people who do what they're told often mm-hmm. within these circumstances. Hernan really wanted to induce these Hollywood elements and creating emotionally immersive storytelling and that seems to be the key to what they're doing here. Yeah, definitely. And just an anecdote from the article says a giant in the world of podcasting needs a sonic signature. So when uh, Wondery decided it was time to brand its product by establishing an unforgettable audio signature, they went and hired the creative design firm Made Music. These are the guys who created the iconic static screen clip that opens up every HBO show. So they really have gone down this sort of TV path and they've gone to what's probably the between the Netflix Boeing and HBO White Noise, I mean, those are the two biggest audio signatures I can think of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's such an important part of, of uh, these sorts of productions now is having that something that's like instantly, like literally instantly recognizable that's under a couple of seconds. You know, big brands do it as well. Toyota has this, the Sting that they use, like all of these kind of companies have this thing. So if you only have a fraction of a second, you're going to pick up who it's about. It sticks in your mind. Uh, just some bits and bobs around the ground. So the end of this year is going to mark the end for a lot of uh, Spotify original podcasts in Australia. They did obviously over the last few years push out and do a lot of different podcasts. A few got quite a few got culled at the end of last year when the budgets just got frozen, didn't get picked up. But anyone who had a multi-year deal, they're sort of coming to the end of it now. Uh, except for Inspired Unemployed and Tony and Ryan, really. One of the podcasts, fair enough, uh, went on one of our podcasts, Nan's favourite. And he really popped off about <laughs> being cancelled by Spotify. So it's a good listen if you just want to hear a guy who's in his sort of a, a very successful content creator who's yeah. in, in his mid 20s, who's just had his uh, contract taken away from him. Uh, yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, but this is the sort of real story of what's going on. These guys have shows, uh, they have 
not had to worry about the commercial viability of it, and um, they're all coming to an end. Now they're going to go out there and hunt. Now, another bit of great, insightful podcast journalism, and I think this is maybe somewhere we should go for a little rant about sort of some of the sort of podcast journalism. We have to each week go through the news and what's out there, and there's a lot of just crap out there. Like you can see one week they're going, oh, podcast industry, never been stronger. Oh, podcast industry, yeah. never been weaker. And there's an almost no data to back up anything it's it's very salacious and it's it's very misleading it's people just trying to it's just sort of stealing oxygen so there's this great article that uh we caught this week called what's the optimal number of ads in an audio ad break and the insightful searing insights we got from this is if you put more ads in an ad break they perform less well yeah. crazy to think yeah you <laughs> i mean some of us are old enough to think back to the free-to-air tv days and how annoying it was when you would get interrupted by you know a long long break of ads every couple of minutes it seemed like in some of the bigger shows so it's it's great to see that you know podcasters are able to make a bit of revenue off ads but it's annoying seeing that when it hasn't actually been, you know, creatively thought about the the medium itself, and it's just going straight into old sort of ways of thinking and just dumping in more into breaks to try and get more revenue through. I mean, I just don't think that's really going to be all that effective in the long run. Yeah, I've had a few Spotify own podcasts from overseas and you get the overseas ads baked in and then you get another three ads following which are programmatic for Australia so you're getting four ads in an ad break it's like come on guys I think one thing I've noticed um, which is kind of interesting since being over here is the video ads that pop up um, during the podcast if you're actually kind of listening in the player and you've got it open not only do they come up but they also deactivate the controllers you can tap and bring them back up but it is just kind of good seeing i guess something new that can be used in the platform so if you do want to create like something that might have a bit more impact takes you out but again i'm sort of like is this going to work is this you know is is the key to advertising on podcasts having that kind of native feel to it how does that work if you're driving? Well, I don't think it does, to okay, be quite honest. Cool. And that's probably where most people are listening. So that's a big pitfall in this kind of whole idea. Yeah, okay. And look, and on this sort of shit posting that's going on, I guess, around podcasting, uh, you pointed out a few best podcasts to listen to in 2023 lists, which were quite comical. Yep. Oh, from decent publications as well. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we've got one from Time Out. We've got one from SMH. You'll see a lot of these come up. It's obviously getting closer to the end of the year, so people want to start putting their lists out, right? Yeah. You want to be out uh, there last week in front of Spotify Wrapped. That's right. That's right. So, unfortunately, I think we've gone into this kind of, you know, period within podcasting where people are just kind of going back to the things they know. And this includes end of year lists this is a 2023 uh wrapped list but we're seeing a lot of the same names that we've been seeing since basically podcasting started yeah so this timeout list is seems to be uk based Mm. and in the best 50 podcasts to listen to in 2023 number one is serial and number four is this american life that's some uh deep diving research there totally and you know similarly they popped up on smh's uh, list as well so i think look what we thought we might do is just put together a bit of a list of podcasts that we don't want to hear about in your podcasting lists anymore let's take this as a given that serial was a great bloody podcast let's take this as a given that a few of these other ones were and let's throw out some names that we think might be you know right for the chop 
Yeah, if it's 2023 and you're putting together your list of best of, not just ones that if you want to start listening to podcasts, you got to leave some of these guys out. You go, I go. All right, Age Before Beauty. Oh, beautiful. Well, you've got to start with Joe, Joe Rogan. The Joe Rogan experience. If you're recommending the Joe Rogan experience at this point, unless you've been living under a rock, literally or metaphorically, don't do it. Please don't do it. Likewise, I think if you're going to be pitching a show, calling yourself the Joe Rogan of, you know, X... Maybe come up with another comparison as well. Yeah, those days are gone now. Like when we started out, people would say, Hey, I want to, what's your podcast? Well, it's going to be long form interviews. I kind of want to do like the Joe Rogan of tech or the Joe Rogan of business. I haven't heard that in a couple of years. Serial, I think this one, absolutely. We've been talking about it since the beginning of time. It's a given as well. You know, Adnand has been released, he's been back in jail. God knows how he's going now. It's probably a bit glib, a bit of a glib view on his whole kind of, you know, standing, but the podcast just keeps on getting mentioned. The moment in time's passed as well. This is nostalgia. It's no longer if if you were to listen to Serial today and it was the first podcast you listened to, you wouldn't understand the relevance of it because it's all happened. And there's been so many iterations of content like this, whether it is podcasting, whether it is on Netflix, uh, that I don't think it cuts through anymore anyway. Well, maybe I'm just jaded. Well, you know I'm jaded, but yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with This American Life. Give me a break. That is one of the OG podcasts, but I don't think I've listened to that in five years. And there's so many iterations of this as well. Uh, look, I just think let's go broader. Like any NPR podcast that's more than a year old, just don't reference it. Don't give me, don't give me How I Built This. Don't give me This American Life. Don't give me a- any of this stuff that's going on. Planet Money, um, State of the World, like... Just leave it out. I, I've we've got our ABC. I know exactly what this format is. <laughs> I, look, and I'm going to go rant further. The conversation is Richard Feidler. No, like that's a radio show that just is a very successful podcast as well. Sorry, I've taken a couple goes there, mate. No, no, that's okay. I mean, look, I just get a little bit of a back arch every time we throw one of our Australian podcasts in there. But I'm about to do it later on as well, so I'm going to have to get over this one. But for the moment, I'm going to talk about another sentimental favourite of mine, WTF with Mark Maron again. Every single comedian has a podcast now. We all know why you've got it. We all know where this started. Let's move on. Who else have we got? Theo Vaughn. Oh, you got Theo Vaughn, Andrew well. Schultz. Let's talk about some new ones. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Uh, the Daily, New York Times. Like, cool. There's a zillion media outlets that have their own podcast. Daily, weekly whatever it may be, whatever form you want. Do you want to have the Schwartz Media Podcast? Do you want the Guardian Full Story? Where do you want to go? These things exist everywhere. Otherwise, recommend the news outlet that you like, whether it is a Schwartz Media, whether it is the Guardian, whether it is Sky News, wherever it is, and recommend one of their daily podcasts. Recommend The Squeeze if you want to be independent. Go wherever you want. Recommend Batuta if you want to be just outside the box. Uh, Daily Oz, wherever you want to go. If you're a New York Times reader, then recommend that. But outside of that, get off it. All right, my last one is uh, a home favourite, The Teacher's Pet. A huge podcast, for sure. But look, it was a few years back. We know, we know. I mean, look, this one has lived on, obviously, because the trial has continued into this year. And I am loath to actually add this to the list. Um, So I might have a bit of remorse post this. But look, I think... We all we all know about it. Let's, there's plenty of other true crime stuff out there. It's kind of moved on. We've we've evolved. Let's hear about the new ones, please. I think I think there's a really valid point on this one. One thing is because the audio is so shit 
on it. That's just because of the time. And that was so much of Hedley Thomas sitting in a car somewhere up the northern beaches, interviewing people, chasing this story five, six years ago. Things have improved so much in terms of the audio quality. And he was taught basically on the fly how to do this. Journalists at that point when they were recording stuff was just recording stuff so they could transcribe it and actually then write about it. So the quality of audio never mattered. So he didn't have the quality of microphone that we have now. So even just going back and listening to it, you go, okay, great. This is an incredible story. This this changed, this led to a conviction. But at the same time, you've probably A, heard the result of it, so cliffhanger, and B, the audio is crap. Um, And the other thing I really think about it as well, because it was coming out weekly, he would basically spend 20 to 40% of the episode bringing you up to speed because it was all happening in real time, which made it incredible listening. But from a now looking back at it, you go, oh shit, you could really cut this up and make this a lot more, uh, I don't know, you could probably tell this story. It's a bit Scorsese-like. You could probably tell this the Flower Moon story in two and a half hours. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we'll double drive by there. <laughs> Everyone's taking shots on this one. And recency bias. All right, well, that's a great list. Podcast list makers out there, cut this crap out. Yeah, exactly. What's new in 2023? None of these are. Let's move on, people. All right, let's get out of here, man. You uh, you look like uh, you want to have another glass of red and go to bed. Yeah, or digest some James Harden content. Oh, totally. Big night for you. <laughs> all right, well, good to see you again, Stocks, and, and thanks, Mandy, for all your great work. Yeah, always a pleasure. Thanks, man. Listener.